This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Today can be a tough day for you, we know. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about handling the holidays. And it's uh, Christmas today, the day that the show's posted. And we wanted to talk with someone who had really been around and had a lot happen in her life, but also has been able to find some peace and to be able to deal with it during the holidays. So we hope that you'll not only enjoy this show, the energy and kind of excitement around our guest, and also be able to get some good tips on how she's gotten through the things in her life. How do you want to introduce our guest today? Sure, Mom. And as you were saying, we're going to be talking about handling the holidays after loss today. And our guest is Melissa Pettigiano, and she is the COO of M. Pettigiano Enterprises. One of the biggest losses she had to deal with, like you said, was losing her aunt in the September 11, 2001 World Trade Center attacks. Melissa is an award-winning professional, music artist, songwriter, author, entrepreneur, inspirational speaker, and humanitarian. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's great to have you on the show today. And Melissa, it was interesting when I was preparing for the show, you did mention Christmas and the fact that your aunt was killed and they knew they found her remains. You want to talk a little bit about that, but then didn't tell you until after the holidays? Sure. Sure, we can definitely uh, talk about that. You know, it's it's very interesting of how that all played itself out. Um, you know, when 9-11 happened, I was 13 years old, and my aunt, of course, was missing, and it was very difficult on myself and the family. But um, my aunt was the type of woman, and, it, you know, she wanted everybody to just have a good time, and she never wanted us not to celebrate the holidays or Christmas. So she would say to us, I remember when she was here, she would say, listen, if anything ever happens, you keep celebrating. You keep living your life. You keep having a good time because that's what it's truly all about. You know, bad things may happen, but good always comes from it. And it's the truth. And that's always been something I've always believed in, as has my family. So when my aunts went missing, you know, my family and I, we all contemplated, should, you know, we still celebrate Christmas? And I knew instinctively the answer to that was yes. So I said, yes, we're going to celebrate it, not only because that's what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wants, but that's also because what I know my Aunt Arlene would want. And that's how it started, with making sure we did that. Wow. You know, that touches me right now because I'm thinking, Melissa, that I hope our audience is hearing that your aunt would want them to celebrate too, right? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And it, it was something that you know, really, of course, at 13 years old, you say to yourself, you know, what is going on? You you say, why is this happening? But for me, as little as I was, I knew automatically when that was happening, prayer. Prayer was the first thing, and that was the key to it. And um, that is what really helped me get through, along with my family, it's been our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's what's most important. So with anything that happens in our life, that's who we go to, number one, for anything. Now, talk a little bit about the book you've written, because um, you've done that to inspire people, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. My book is entitled Suzanne Montana. It's a collection of short stories, nonfiction, and I started writing that book when I was about six, six and a half years old. 
But it wasn't until I got into fifth grade, um, a wonderful teacher of mine from my hometown of Secaucus, New Jersey, she took a notice to my stories, and I knew I wanted to make a book. And she said to me, Melissa, you know, you really have something here, and if you need help, I'm here to help you. And she was really inspirational in helping me write my book and being there every step of the way. So, Melissa, does your book have grief and loss themes in it, or is it not about that? Um, there are. There, Each story has different things that go on, uh, from friendships to fights how to rekindle friendships, how to overcome a situation, especially 9-11. There is a short story in there of what Suzanne Montana goes through when 9-11 happened, and that's based off of what I went through that day. And I do it in a non-scary way for children to read it, to understand, and how they can cope with something as horrific as that or anything in their life. Each story has a tip, and each story has something to give them insight and to uplift them, to let them know that they're not alone and that there's somebody there that will always help them no matter what. So, Melissa, I know that your Aunt Arlene was like a second mother to you, and I also saw that on the ninth year anniversary, you were actually down at Ground Zero reading the names, and yes. you've been so involved in so many ways, and, and I guess what I'm wondering is, you're such an upbeat person. How do you think that you were able to find hope again and kind of move from a place of great despair to a place of joy and hope? For me, it's been my faith. That is what it's been from day one. It's been in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without him, I literally, anybody could, I mean, you could fall apart. It's just, that's just how it is. But my Lord and Savior gives me such hope, such grace, such peace, such overcoming of, the feeling of overcoming, excuse me, in different things that I have gone through and different things that have happened that anytime something goes on, I could always go to him and speak to him and and he gives me what I need. He literally gives it. And it's a relationship. You know, so many people, they when they hear about a person and what they believe in, they, they're like, well, how do they do this? But for me, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. And that is what I have with my Savior. So it's about looking to somebody bigger than yourself, believing in something, a higher power, and tapping into that, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And for me, um, you know, there are so many testimonies I could speak of in my life that can show the hand of him and the hand of his of his marvelous work. I mean, he's just such a wonderful God, and, and I love him so much. And anything that I've gone through, he has helped me overcome. He has given me the strength and the power to overcome. And anybody who looks to him or reaches out to him will feel that, know that if they just, you know, open their heart to it and allow him in. Now, is your family, are they all religious? You know, I know you're from a, a family who's done a lot of theater kind of work and music, and those families oftentimes fall apart. Has your faith been connected with that for your whole family? Most definitely. I mean, you know, in this industry, I always tell young kids or even older uh, elders of mine that will come to me in the last questions, they'll say, well, Mel, what keeps you together? or What keeps your family together? And it's Jesus Christ. That's That's the glue of it all. He's our rock, he's our foundation. And what's so amazing is that in this industry, I always tell them, you have to know who you are before you get into this industry. Because if you don't know who you are as a person, it can get, you can lose yourself. You can literally lose your way and lose who you are. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We all make mistakes. Um, but as long as you learn and grow from that and be, and know that you want to become better, that's what's important at the end of the day. Do you have any special rituals that you'll do during this Christmas holiday or, or today that will connect you with your aunt or continue those bonds or things that you find comforting? 
Oh, yeah. What's so exciting, especially during Christmas time and even Thanksgiving and just, you know, any type of holiday that we celebrate that's very meaningful to us, there's always different things that my aunt would do. And, for example, the last Christmas that I celebrated with her, she gave me this beautiful Barbie doll. And I'm a collector. I, I collect beautiful Barbie dolls. And this particular Barbie doll I always take out during Christmas, and I always put it on top of my uh, dresser. And also she gave me, um, my family is very big on giving, like, ornaments with your gifts. Mm-hmm. So the last ornament she gave me was a snowman with a snowflake, and I take that out. I take out different things of, you know, those joyous times, especially Christmas, to remember her. Um, of course, we'll go and visit her. Um, we'll lay flowers down also. Um, now, will you do that during story. the holiday then? You'll go to the grave? Yes, yes. Um, during during the time, uh, sometimes we've gone on Christmas Day. Sometimes we've gone before that. Um, but no matter what, we'll always put something out that my aunt has given us that will remind us and, and be like, okay, you know, we can feel her. She's here. We can feel the sense of her. Mm-hmm. You know, one one thing that uh, Heidi, Heidi, why don't you talk about the toast that you give Scott? I think I think that's kind of fun for people to know. Well, I, I'm always saying that you know when we when we give toasts on holidays and when we toast people that we've lost, I also like to remember the people that are still with us and kind of include everybody in that. So, you know, I'm always saying to parents, if you're going to toast the the kids that you have that have died and say, you know, here's a tribute to my brother, Scott, and a tribute to my, my, my living children, Heidi, Rebecca, and Heather, just so it's a more inclusive thing, because oftentimes, you know, people that are still here, especially bereaved siblings, feel left out because, you know, a lot of the memories and tributes go to the person that has died, basically. I love that. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, tradition to do, and I think that's a beautiful uh, way to honor not only those who have passed, but also those who are still living. I I love that idea. I think that's beautiful. One thing I like to remind people, too, Melissa, is that uh, tell people in your in your family or whatever that if you leave the room, if you get upset about something, if you're feeling like you just need that space, let people know that they don't have to come and get you. <laughs> Sometimes you just need some space. I'm sure as a performer, you know that, Melissa. Sometimes you just got a break. Oh right? yes, yeah. You just need some time to breathe a little bit, and it doesn't mean that you don't love your family or your friends who are trying to help you. It just means sometimes you just need your alone time to just think things through and to have your sense of peace uh, before, you know, making this next step of re-entering that room and speaking with others. And I think that's really important, too. And Melissa, has your, uh, has your music helped you heal as well? Oh, definitely. Music touches the soul. It's so universal. And music really goes beyond anything. I mean, it, it just everybody's touched by music from every walk of life. And that's what connects us too. So definitely music and writing my music has been very therapeutic as well. Um, you can't, you, for me, I get overjoyed when it comes to it. I love performing. I love um, writing music. I love sharing it with others. And I love hearing what they feel and feeling. They can feel what I'm feeling. I feel what they feel. It, you know, it's just wonderful how it bounces off of each other. Now, your Aunt Arlene was a performer, too, right? My aunt, yeah, she used to sing in church. She was very much uh, a part of choir, and she loved to sing in church. And it's funny because, um, again, one of the last times that we were together in church, I had a solo, and it was, you know, during the holidays as well. It was during Christmas. And I sang a uh, wonderful uh, song called Soon and Very Soon. 
And I remember she was sitting right in the third row and watching it and had such a smile on her face. And that is glued in my mind. And, and every time I think or if I sing that song, I always smile because I know she's smiling. So your your music really gives you a continuing bond into a, continuing with the oh, whole family. Yeah. Don't you think that, Heidi? We always talk about those continuing bonds. Absolutely. That's that's a beautiful memory. And you know she's, she's looking down on, from the heavens above, smiling every time you sing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I know in my heart that, you know, I, there's always something that goes on. And, you know, sometimes if I have a song or if I, I smell something that I know she used to buy, like a flower, for example, I can always feel her, you know, in my heart. And I and I could sense her and I could say, oh, okay, Ann Arlene's here and I'm so happy and I get so excited. And I said, okay, this one's for you. And, uh, for example, when I was honored recently for Humanitarian Award and a Proclamation Award I got from my hometown, I can feel her. I, I know that, of course, she's in my heart, so she definitely was in, in that room. I could feel knowing that uh, what I was receiving, she, too, was there, and it was in her honor, and that's what made me very happy, too. So it was for her as well. So I hope that uh, everyone that's listening to the show will think about this and how they can continue bonds and how they can um, turn to their faith and, and all the wonderful things um, that we've heard today from Melissa. And, and thank you so much for being on the show today, Melissa. And we're going to close this show with your song, Give Me One More Chance. And you wrote it with your dad. I love that. And I know, you know, we certainly dedicate this to Aunt Arlene. But also, I want to say that uh, Give Me One More Chance, you talked about uh, a little bit about how you have to make a change. And I know this is kind of a love song, but uh, wow, we certainly have to make a change in life when we've had a tragedy, don't we? Oh, most definitely. And thank you so much for having me. And, you know, everybody in life just know that you can overcome anything that happens. I know certain things may be difficult and it's hard and you feel like you can't overcome, but just know you can. Hope, love, and faith, those are the three things that go go hand in hand. And with those three, you can conquer anything. Oh, that's great. Melissa, where can people find you? You've got you've got quite a bit of um, material on the web. So is there any special place you want them to go? Oh, they could go directly to my website, which is www.suzannelantana.com, and everything is there. And, you know, if you Google me, you'll you'll be able to find all the different things I'm in and what will be coming up soon with different things. So definitely keep a lookout, guys, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Love you all. Thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for all the humanitarian work you're doing, Melissa, in Aunt Arlene's honor. Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. I appreciate that. Thank you. And now we'll hear Give Me One More Chance.
You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.